COVID-19 dominating many aspects of our lives for the past uh, nearly year and a half year now, if uh, if not longer, because we kind of saw it coming. When uh, all the headlines out of China were raising alarm back in uh, December of 2019. But here we are uh, now, July 1st, 2021, and uh, all the money that's been spent on COVID relief, uh, you know, it's it's pretty incredible. Your tax dollars through the federal government, $6 trillion, $6 trillion with a T, $162 billion of that with a B coming to Illinois for a variety of things, everything from... The Paycheck Protection Program to you know billions for schools and higher education to billions for state and local governments and so on. Uh, a lot of money spent on all of this. And a segment of that money was also used for what are called contact tracers. And to talk more about that and whether or not it was an effective program and just how much money taxpayers spent on that program here in the state of Illinois, I'm Greg Bishop, and we're joined now on the WMAY Morning News Feed by WirePoints.org founder Mark Glennon. Mark, thanks for taking time with us. You had an op-ed in the Chicago Tribune uh, that uh, touched on this. Uh, let's hear your thoughts. What's up? Sure. It's a uh, you know, pretty widespread agreement on this. Fortunately, this is one issue that hasn't really been politicized, and the, uh, the press here in, in Illinois and across the country has done a pretty good job kind of bird-dogging this and giving us some good numbers. Uh, most recently, CBS Chicago came up with their latest count of how much has been spent here, and it's uh, $230 million spent state, state and locally on contact tracing programs. Uh, by the state and mostly by local organizations to whom it was distributed. And it, it just hasn't worked. It's, the concept is fine. It's, it's uh, something that's used regularly and effectively for some other infectious diseases. Uh, but a number of problems that plagued this one from the start uh, it, in a widespread pandemic like this, it, it expanded so rapidly that they couldn't hire enough people immediately an army of contact tracers is what they said they needed. So at the initial stages, they just didn't have the people. More fundamentally, people just don't want to cooperate on this. So the contact tracers, when they did try, you know, the concept is to try to reach the victim, get the names of people whom, with whom they might have contact, had contact, and then alert them. Um, if, if that just didn't go through. Uh, nationally right now, only about two-thirds of of people have ever been reached, two-thirds of the victims have ever been reached. But it's been far lower than that, uh, 10, 20, 30 percent in many areas across Illinois. We're talking with Mark Glennon. He is the founder of WirePoints about uh, the the status and how much money we spent on contact tracers. And I know, Mark, a lot of the local uh, community health departments and county health departments, uh, they got some of these dollars as well. Uh, and they were uh, allowed to use them not just for contact tracers, but also for COVID-19 health navigators, uh, kind of like wearing two hats, one to be able to try to contact trace and the other to help people through the process of, uh, you know, 
you know the the, the two weeks quarantine and uh, getting any kind of assistance that they may need. Um, and, and ultimately, uh, here we are now, a year and a half, and as you mentioned, early up in the pandemic when it was spreading uh, like like wildfire, and we saw the numbers and thousands and thousands and thousands. We didn't have much at all of contact tracers on hand, so it seemed that without it being in place up front, uh, it, it didn't get the footing it needed to be able to be as effective. Is that is that the general assessment here? Uh, that's right, and this fundamental problem with the concept, you know, if you're called, if you're a victim and you're asked to identify other people with whom you've been in contact, well, some people have very severe privacy concerns about this, and I mean, think about it. Would you identify some other person that you've been in contact with, or would you worry that they might they might regard you as having ratted on them because they they don't believe in this, uh, and then they would be subject to getting a call or whatever from the uh, health department. So there's understandable hesitation there, and the uh, you know a, a serious problem too is that this effort was siloed. That is, we we assigned this to different localities, and the virus, of course, didn't uh, pop up as much in some localities as others, and. I'm concerned lately if if this Delta variant, for example, turns out to be a serious threat, and I know there's controversy about whether it will, but let's assume that it does. It's it's thought to be the case that it will appear in rural communities where the vaccination rates have been low. Well, those those little contact tracing units there would get overwhelmed again. So, you know, it's it's still a problem. Um, but generally speaking, we have these programs and contracts that, that are in place that go, some of them, through next July of a year from now. Why did they set up contracts that last for that long? Um, you know, the money just hasn't been spent smartly, I don't think. Mark Glennon with us here on the WMAY Morning News Feed, uh, talking about contact tracing, the effectiveness, uh, how much it's costing. Again, uh, $230 million with another $60 million some community-based organizations received, uh, and these contracts are uh, continuing on. Uh, and uh, I think some of these uh, contact tracers with uh, with the dual roles of health navigators as well, uh, you know, they, 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 get, they get a decent paycheck, right? I mean, how much are they getting paid? Uh, from some of the reporting that's been done by other media throughout the state? Yeah, 20 to $24 an hour, at least in Chicago, um, probably less than that somewhere else. And, yeah, if they're, if they're taking other on other roles, there's they, they could be performing a useful role. Some of them reportedly are being kind of repurposed now because they don't have as much contract tracing to do. Uh, but a lot of them are dedicated contract tracers only with uh, these long-term contracts. So, you know, we just haven't responded promptly to the changing circumstances, and uh, they should have been either laid off or repurposed promptly as this thing evolved. That's been the case. This isn't just Illinois, by the way. Uh, you know, you'll get a, see a consensus from the media left and right on these criticisms, and I think the health authority is generally in, agree, in agreement with what's being said here. Mark, um if there's no work to be done, uh, is it just a symptom of government that they're going to keep the contracts going for these contact tracers? Uh, or do you think that there's a sense of we've spent $6 trillion or at least we've committed $6 trillion, we should save as much money as we can where we can? I mean, $230 million is still a lot of money. And, uh, yeah, you'd hope that they'd be focusing on this program and adjusting it rapidly to fit 
the new circumstances. Uh, currently, as I said, I would probably be redirecting efforts like sort of on a statewide basis to to the places that potentially would see a, a, a an uptick in this new new Delta variant. But uh, boy, it is a small drop in the bucket compared to these extraordinary amounts of monies. I mean, it, people just have no sense for how much money the federal government has dumped, not just on Illinois, but everywhere. $160 billion, as, it, as you folks accurately reported. Now that some of that went to the private sector, or it's not didn't go directly to the state. Uh, that was a relatively small amount, but it all benefits the state. I mean, it accrued in the form of, you know, better tax receipts and everything else. Um, you know, in fact, uh, personal income, surprisingly, right now are 17 percent higher than they were before the pandemic. And that, that's thanks to the federal money that's flowed in. Mark, uh, if I could get you to react to a couple of other things here um, while I've got you. We're talking with Mark Glennon from wirepoints.org on the WMAY morning news feed. Uh, and uh, in particular, um, unemployment numbers are out. And uh, we've got uh, the state still uh, initial unemployment claims at about 20,250. That's about 3,000 lower than um, the week before, but still pretty high. Right. I mean, we're, we're still battling unemployment. We've got an unemployment trust fund that's uh, billions uh, unbalanced. Uh, while we look at other states, they've got uh, an unemployment situation that's far better than uh, Illinois. Uh, what's what's the difference between like Missouri and uh, Illinois when it comes to the unemployment situation? Well, Missouri is a kind of an odd case. New York Times had a an article devoted to them. Uh, New York Times claimed that. Uh, their decision to not extend federal unemployment benefits didn't make any difference in their unemployment situation. But generally speaking, I don't think there's any question that we've been paying people not to work. And the Federal Reserve Bank has been subsidizing this, creating money out of thin air, of course, to uh, help fund that big flow of federal money. And this is, there's, a, there's a very severe labor shortage in many sectors uh, we hear it all the time, especially from restaurant owners in Chicago. Uh, the state of Wisconsin declared a uh, state emergency because they're they're so short of workers. Uh, they too have these extended unemployment benefits, and we should get rid of that and be looking at every other thing we can to get encourage people to get back to work. And they're not doing it because they <laughs> personal incomes are up anyway without uh, having gone back to work. Mark Glennon, uh, it's all the time we've got. Greatly appreciate it, as always. We'll connect again on, uh, I'm sure, these and other important issues impacting taxpayers and government and uh, uh, how it interacts with their lives on a daily basis. Greatly appreciate your time. We'll talk soon, okay? Thank you. Take care.